Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Just bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie will connect you with local pros who match your specific needs. Or book a service instantly at an upfront price. So join the millions of homeowners who use Angie to care for their homes and get your next home service job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Just bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie will connect you with local pros who match your specific needs or book a service instantly at an upfront price. So join the millions of homeowners who use Angie to care for their homes and get your next home service job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Who did you talk to about getting him and everything else? Nobody. I just you saw just... the condition and I just went and got him. <laughs> he wasn't staying there. Did you there. know that she was no. getting... All right. Knew nothing. This is the plaintiff, Carol Wegan. She says she loaned her horse, Cowboy Democracy, to the defendant to see if she liked riding it. And if she did, the defendant agreed she'd buy it. She had the horse free of charge for about a year. And one time when she drove by the defendant's property, she was shocked and sickened because Cowboy Democracy was skin and bones. The woman starved her poor horse. She immediately got her trailer, rescued the horse, and is now nursing him back to health. The defendant should be criminally prosecuted for animal neglect. And she's here in the good name of justice suing her for all of the $3,000 she had to spend getting Cowboy Democracy healthy again. This is the defendant, Dana Paganich. She says she and her husband had a free one-year lease on Cowboy with an option to buy. And he had all the dealings with the plaintiff regarding the horse. Unfortunately, she and her husband split up, and he moved out, and she had no way of contacting the plaintiff. One day, she showed up at home, and Cowboy was gone. The plaintiff swiped him, claiming she was starving him to death. She took pictures of the hay, the grain, and water she was giving him, but the plaintiff went nuts on social media, slandering her good name. She thinks her ex-husband is somehow behind all of this, because she certainly did nothing wrong in caring for the horse. She's accused of horsing around with Cowboy Democracy. All parties, please do right here. What you are about to witness is real. The participants are not actors. They are actual litigants with a case pending in civil court. Both parties have agreed to drop their claims and have their cases settled here before Judge Marilyn Millian in our forum, the People's Court. Be safe to come to order, please. Litigants have been sworn in. Thank you, Douglas. All right, Ms. Wagand, you are suing Ms. Pickenich for $3,000 that you believe she owes you for malnourishing and abusing your horse. Tell me what's going on. Back in October of 2015, I entered into a free lease with Dana and her husband. They had come to my house the first week of October to look at our horse. They agreed that they liked it, they wanted to lease it. It was a free lease, no money was involved. So you basically lease the horse and they, they have to take care of the horse for that amount of time? Correct. Do you have a written contract with them? I do. Let me see. Who's the rider? Our daughter. Okay. Right? Well, my daughter. And it how old is your daughter? 13. Okay. So go ahead, what happens? 
So in the beginning, I would go over and check on the horse. You know, the first few weeks would ride by once a week and then it was... How far were they from you? Um, they were about eight miles away. So, you know, as time went on, we'd check on them a little less. Then it got, I'd just go by the house, maybe if I was going grocery shopping. And, you know, the first year, everything went great. Uh, last July, I had knee surgery, so I hadn't been by the house for at least a couple months. I couldn't drive for six weeks. Then um, I would say it was the end of August, early September. John had stopped by our house and said they were thinking about not using the horse anymore, that um, the, the daughter wasn't riding much and was thinking about bringing it back. So we had told him, you know, that's fine. He asked me again if we could pick the horse up. And I said, well, I still don't have a trailer to come get them. I said, but you can bring them back anytime. We don't have to be home. You can just put them in the field and I'll see them when I go out to feed even. So I didn't hear from them. And then it was January 16th. I went by with a friend because actually she had a trailer and said her daughter would be interested in riding. I said, well, I think these people are done with the horse. If you can get it back to my house, your daughter can come over and ride. So we stopped over to look at him, and he was just skin and bones. What's the horse's name? Cowboy Democracy. And he was about 400 pounds underweight. And I do have photos. I brought photos of before when Let's he went out the on lease. before and after. Hold on. Who's riding? That's me. And you can just see he's got a big chest. He's not a super tall horse, but typical quarter horse. Very healthy there. What's That's that? a photo of the empty trash can that John, the night I found the horse and we got him back to our house because even though I didn't have a trailer that was tagged or had registrations, I came home hysterical and my husband was like, put on his shoes and he said, well, go get him. He said, I'll try, I'll drive slow. So we rode over and got him. Wait, wait, who did you talk to about getting him and everything else? Nobody. I just you saw just... the condition and I just went and got him. <laughs> he wasn't staying there. Did you there. know that she was no. getting... All right. Knew nothing. And wh how did you find out? I came home. I had left the house probably around 3 o'clock that day. Went to the mall with my children. I came home probably around 5 o'clock. And when I came home, Cowboy was gone. All so he, when did um, you get the pictures? I got these pictures two days after I had brought the horse home. Because okay, I so sent you didn't him get a, the pictures till January. I didn't get them till January. Who he, got them instead of you? Her husband's lawyer. He sent them to his lawyer, his divorce lawyer. Because he, the night I got the horse... Is he fighting horse, you for custody? Yes. So the premise is you can't right. take care of a horse, Correct. you can't take care of a kid. Correct. How old's a kid that you have in common? Six years old. So, but he didn't send them to her. Correct. Well, I don't know. According to no. her, she got them. And she was told in September, which was when... Oh. In Is this how the horse looked when you picked the horse up? Actually, I believe that's two weeks after he was home. If you scroll, there's photos where he's covered in mud and fecal matter. There's are those his ribs? Those are his her ribs, his tailbone sticking out the top. That's it covered in the mud, that is an hour or so after he arrives back. This is horrible. Your Honor, first of all, when I got them, okay, I never took care of our horse. It doesn't matter. The day but your husband leaves, then you just I call took, her and say, pick up your horse. I was had asked, and I was given her wrong phone number. 
by him and his attorney. Then figure it out. Did when you? did your husband leave? Finally in September. Okay, so September, October, November, December, January is when she picks up the horse. Who's taking care of I the horse? I was doing exactly what But you're what not he... good at it, right? Because you see that that is just... Your Honor, uh, he do, had Do you told see what me. I'm seeing? I understand that. Okay. But A, I don't even know if... because. Those were not the conditions that I feel that he was in. And I don't know if that is necessarily pictures of him. Really? What do yeah, you think? That absolutely. she ran out, yes, wanted to frame you for yes, something? absolutely. What did you do then? You, well, you nabbed the horse back. My husband your... took the trailer. We brought him home. <laughs> I sent John a very nasty text message. And uh, he responded with, uh, no, that would be my blank no. wife. Yeah, but you know what? John's a jerk, okay? Because the and guy who signed the contract, contract is John, just so you know. So, oh, oh that's my wife. I washed my hands of all. No, when he washes his hands in September of her, he needs to wash his hands of the horse that he's the one who signed for. First of all, is there a phone number on here? Uh, that's John's phone number. No, yours. Oh, I don't believe. Well, the you phone should have number. one. But there's a phone number for your vet, who would know yes. how to reach you. There's a phone number for the farrier. So and it's she just... was at my house when she well, looked she, at it. Well, she. I don't know what she's got because he's the only one who signed it. So I don't know. Oh, it's not me. It's my blanking wife. Really? What are you suing her for? Um. Fifteen hundred dollars is Why? the value you have of the, the horse. horse. Why would you be entitled to the value of the horse as though she had killed the horse? I'll tell you why. Because when I got the horse back in this condition, mm -hmm. this horse had no value. This horse yeah, not but only it, that's not had true. no value. No, no, that's not true. Clearly, there was something you could do to bring the horse back to value. So your measure of damages is the extra expense you may have had to go through to bring the horse back to health. That I get. But right. why would I ever make her pay for the whole value of the horse as though the horse was dead when the horse isn't dead? Um, the answer is no. It's it rhetorical. As... Saddle okay. value and bridle value. Is that what I'm looking at over here? Yes. I have no idea which one is hers because I wasn't there when the contract was signed. Okay. Do you know signed? which one is yours? The one on the far left. Okay. So we got that back. So let's go over the other thing. You're suing for the vet bill. You're suing for the farrier to have the hooves trimmed, which is something that you feel she should have done. You're suing for food. Yes. One Time spent wrapping legs, extra feedings, unnecessary extra care, 20 hours at $10 an hour. Talk to me about that. Just, it took a lot of work. I mean, I was going out at 10 o'clock at night the first month and making sure he had hay in front of him because... I just wanted them to constantly eat. We were giving them at least three meals a day, sometimes four if we could fit it into our schedule. The vet told us we can't give him um, everything at once. We had to feed him very little because of how skinny meals. he was. It's kind of like if a person was starving, you couldn't just give him a steak dinner. You'd have to give him something very small to begin Unless with. Unless it was me. Okay. I mean, he was so bad, I brought what his mane looked like. It just fell out in clumps. Matted and... Matted, and it wasn't normal how he shed. He looks beautiful there, but in early spring, his hair came out in mats, and there was no hair underneath. Normally in the spring when they shed, they've got their summer hair. He was actually bald underneath. Welcome back to the People's Court. Harvey Levin here. So, if you underfeed a horse to the point the horse is malnourished, is that a crime? Yes, of yes. course it is. What's crime? The crime is, um, what is it? What animal is cruelty. Animal cruelty. Is it animal cruelty? Is it a crime? Yes, it is. Okay, everybody's kind of thinking. Who's positive? Me, it's animal cruelty. I think it's against the law. I think, 
I think you're right. I think you're right. Going inside the courtroom. This is not an exact science in a case like this. I can tell you that for sure you're not entitled to $1,500 as though the horse were dead when the horse is not dead. You're suing for double that when the most you would be entitled to would be the value of the horse, so that's kind of ironic. But it did cost you a substantial amount of money to bring this animal back to health. And it cost you money and it cost you time that it shouldn't have cost you because nobody should have let that animal get to that condition. If you couldn't handle it, then don't. Figure it out. You got a bad number? Call the lawyer back, say, that's a bad number. Do something. Figure it out, okay? Because there's never, ever, there's nothing you could whine about or tell me that would ever justify having an animal in this condition, okay? Nothing. I realize that it's your ex or soon-to-be ex that is on the contract, but you, of course, were part of that deal as well, and you were the sole caretaker after he left. That's why I'm Doing holding you exactly responsible. I don't want to hear a word from you. I just want to explain to you. Okay. But there is nothing that you can say that could justify this. Okay. And based on my calculations, I'm certainly awarding you your time, the extra time you had to spend loving and feeding and wrapping and everything else you had to do. And my judgment is in your favor, but not in the amount that you're asking. My judgment is in your favor in the amount of $1,045. So the plaintiff prevails, but only for a portion of what she was seeking. The defendant, Ms. Pickenich, has just come out of the courtroom. Boy, the judge just let you have it. What are you thinking right now? I feel I would have felt to have a little more say as to what went on. You know, the pictures kind of told the story. Mm, they you know, did, they but they didn't. You. Okay. Killed you. I don't even necessarily know if those were him at that time. Oh, come on. Are you serious? The judge oh, argued serious. that with you I'm uh, dead from the serious. bench. And those you don't think you didn't take sufficient care of the horse? I was doing exactly what my husband at the time told me he was doing. Wow. The evidence is just so... It's okay. there. Right. It, the horse looked terrible. I'm sorry, you lost the case, but it made you look really bad. Thanks. i got to tell you that. All right. Okay? I think it's pretty obvious. All right. Thanks. Thank you, ma'am. Okay? Here comes the plaintiff. You didn't get everything you were seeking, but you certainly got your story across. Yes, I feel like the judge made a good decision. I'm happy. I'm sure you did. And the horse is doing good now? You said it looked great did, like this morning? Good. I just showed them people. I took yeah. pictures of it this morning. Just showed some of the people in the audience. Yeah. It looks great. great. Good. We're happy. Congratulations. Glad you're happy. Glad the horse is happy. Thank, Thank you, you very, very much. much. Sorry all that happened. I know it must have shocked you. All horse owners can understand that case. Okay. Harvey, what do you think? So, I mean, look, they're all right. Animal cruelty is a crime. Now, I am not saying that this defendant uh, is guilty of the crime, but I gotta say those pictures are horrendous. That will do it for this case. Litigants for the next case on the way into the courtroom right now. Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Whether it's routine maintenance and emergency repair or a dream project, Angie lets you compare quotes from multiple local pros, browse homeowner reviews, and even book a service instantly. Angie's been connecting people with skilled pros for nearly 30 years. So the next time you have a home project, bring it to Angie to get your job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, ArmorAll, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. 
Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every $20 you spend on Armor All products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at ArmorAll.com. ArmorAll. Less work, more clean. Terms apply. This is the plaintiff, Roger Weiss. He says he took his car into the defendant's shop for a routine oil change. And when he got the car back, the check engine light was on. The defendant's workers broke his gas detection pump, which equalizes the pressure in the gas tank. It cost him a whole heap of money and time to get it repaired because the stubborn defendant refused to fix his employees' mistakes. And he's here suing for the $1,211.17 he's owed. This is the defendant, Philip. He says the difficult, surly plaintiff has an old car with 200,000 miles on it, and things are about to go wrong on cars as old as his. He tried working with the plaintiff best he could, but the guy's attitude and demeanor are a big turnoff. That's why they're in court. Bottom line, he did nothing to mess up the plaintiff's car and owes him nothing. He's accused of being full of gas. All parties, please use your right hands. Welcome back to the People's Court. Next case on the docket, the plaintiff took his car to the defendant's shop for an oil change and says they damaged the gas detection pump. But the defendant says the car's got 200,000 miles, so please, it's the case of oil's not well. Thank you, Douglas. Roger Weiss, you are suing Philip. You've asked us not to mention the company name or your last name. You're the owner? Correct. You're suing Phillips Auto Repair Center for $1,211.17 that you say he owes you for damaging your car and wasting your time. Tell me what happened. Your Honor, on April 17th, I went into a car care center that was owned by Philip, and I had a coupon for a $19 oil change. And I've done this with, because it's a corporate company, I've done this many, many times over the lifetime of a car, and this car has 194,000 miles on it. I bought, it's a Volvo, I picked it up in Europe, I drove it around Europe. I'm the only driver on the car, it's my car, and I really like it. So I bring it in for a routine oil change, and you know, I give the assistant manager, the manager who's standing there, the coupon. They put the car up on the lift, lift right? And the gentleman explains to me that because it's a European car or this or that, I should have a $120 oil change. This is Wait, what... he said you should have a $120 oil change instead of what? A 1995 oil change. Okay. And I understand what he's saying. He's, he wanted me to put synthetic oil in and this and that. But the car is run on regular oil for 194,000 so miles. So you say, I'm the customer, I want the $19 one. Right. Okay. So there's like a discrepancy and he makes me sign a waiver. Okay. Well, what's a discrepancy? You know, he's saying, I, I'm not going to let you use the coupon because uh, I'm not making enough money here and this, you know what I mean? He said that? Yeah, yeah. It's like he's, he's Okay. Like Who's reading. the person saying that? The assistant manager, not Phil. No. Okay. And I said to him, you know, I said, well, I had the oil change for 1995 in California, in Colorado, you know, in Kansas. You know, I drive a lot, you know. So he says to me, yeah, well, this ain't Colorado and this ain't Kansas. So what did and, he say? Because I'll let you, I'll do the oil change because I presented to him all these other corporate receipts. Right. And he says, but I'm going to have to charge you more for this and more for that. So What's I'm, this and that? Like an extra 10 or $12. For what? For like a, a gas filter and for an extra quart of oil. Did the coupon it, cover an extra quart of oil in a gas filter? It, it covered the oil filter. It didn't cover the extra quart of oil. So the things he was charging you extra for, were any of them included in the coupon? Yes. But you agreed to go ahead and pay extra? Exactly. 
Okay, so now he changes your oil and then what happens? Okay, so while the process of them changing the oil goes on, I'm sitting there and uh, these two guys come out who are the mechanics in the back and they're young kids and they, they're looking at me and they're pointing their finger at me and they're acting like wise guys. How? Like, hey, you know, <laughs> you, you know, like, like three jerks. I mean, they're, they're like looking at me and laughing. And pointing at, at you and yeah, laughing? Yeah. Pointing at me and laughing at me. What are they saying? They're not really saying anything. They're just looking at me and pointing at me and laughing. And they're employees of the place? Right. The two, the two mechanics in the back and the assistant manager. Like, there's a joke going on, and I'm the only one who's not aware of it. Okay. So, you know, it's like, uh, what am I going to do? I'm in the middle of this. Best thing for me to do is to finish it and get my car and get out of there. Okay. Right? So I, uh, I sit down, and about five minutes later, an elderly lady, maybe between 75 and 80 years old, comes in. And she seems like a very, very nice lady. And she goes up to the assistant manager, and she says to him, yesterday I had my oil changed in the car. I had some work done on the car. Everything was perfect. You gave me the to-go light. And now uh, I brought in my car to the Department of Motor Vehicles to have it inspected, and the engine light's on. And I, I don't know what to do. You know, she's, she's destroyed. So the assistant manager says, it's not a big deal. It happens over here all the time. Your uh, gas cap is loose. I'm going to go outside and tighten your gas cap, and then everything will be perfect. Drive down to Atlantic City. Why she, am I hearing all this? Because it's crazy. It's, no. Okay. <laughs> yeah, okay. No, no, no. Okay, given. Okay. But now here's okay. what I'm trying to okay. understand. So the lady comes in, and why are you telling me about the lady's problems? Because 24 hours later, my engine light goes on now. And I call up the guy and I go, what's going on? You know, now it's like I'm saying, the lady and the laughing and, you know, there's something going on here. So the guy says to me, oh, it happens around here all the time. Just go. Who did you talk to that time? The it same says, guy. It the happens same. around here all the time. Because I have to tell you, I deal with people all my life. And I find that most people are very reluctant to take responsibility for something that happens around there all the time. They usually don't say, ah, yeah, we screw up all the time. That usually doesn't happen. Right. And then what? I said, well, what's, what's going on? What, what's going on? He goes, and he go, says, go out, tighten the gas cap, and everything will be fine. And was it fine? Well, the gas cap was a jar. A what? A jar, loose, off. Okay, so did you tighten the gas cap? I did. And then what? So Went then the drive I, cycle? Right, did the well, light go away? No. So then you take the car to Volvo, right? Well, I called up Phil. I called up corporate a couple of times. I begged Phil to help me. In the middle of this, Phil says to me, listen, you know, uh, I'll give you, he signs a document, and he says to me, uh, I'll, I'll buy you a new gas cap, mm -hmm. and I'll give you credit for the oil change. So I Let said, me That's... see the document. Yes, ma'am. Okay, so go on. Okay. And did he buy you a new gas cap? I, I never saw a credit for it on the credit card, so I, I don't know. And did he uh, refund your money on the oil change? I never saw a credit for it on the credit card, but I assume he did it. It's not that big a deal. All right, so go on. Okay, so this is about two weeks or three weeks into it. So he goes, just drive, now that you got the new gas cap, just drive a couple drive cycles. And so I drove to the city. Did it fix it? No. All right, now you take it to Volvo. What does Volvo tell you? Volvo explains to me that since the gas cap was off, the pump kept pumping and pumping and pumping, and it wore out and broke. Let me see that I'm writing from Volvo. Yes, ma'am. So you now want him to pay the amount that Volvo charged to replace that part. You're also suing for the gas cap. Yeah, I don't know whether that's, yeah. 
I don't well, know. No, you need to know. You need to look at your credit card and show me. Look, Judge, I didn't right, give well, me credit void, for it. Then void the gas. Okay, cap. void the gas cap and the oil change. Right. Did you give him credit for that I stuff? I did. I have a copy which I submitted. Yeah, great. Evidence, All right, but. and then so, but you're suing for the amount Volvo charged you to fix um, that ten-year-old car's what? It's called the leak detection pump. The leak detection pump. All right, let me uh, hear from you. I, like uh, Roger said, I was on vacation at the time he came in for the oil change. Um, when I returned from vacation, my manager said that he had this concern with, uh, with Mr. Weiss and said he'll probably be calling during the week. He described a much friendlier customer service experience from uh, our point of view, did mention how another customer came in. Mr. Weiss was interjecting himself into that conversation and making it more, very difficult for him to have a conversation with another customer. Um, Yes, we recommended a synthetic oil change for $69 because the car is a turbo. The tur turbocharger runs at a higher temperature. Um, after Mr. Weiss was adamant that he had other oil changes, one at our, our franchise in California in 2017 and one in 2015 at a franchise in Colorado, and then we'd be the third one by our franchise, he said, okay, I'll do it for the 1995 with an upcharge for the cartridge filter. So. Mr. Weiss comes by the shop probably a week later. I'm there, we talk, and he tells me that his check engine light uh, is on and that it's been diagnosed at a, I want to say, a big box retail store, maybe an AutoZone or Advanced to do it for free. That's a gas cap. That is a problem. So I listened to the story about the poor customer service he received, try to empathize with him, try to apologize. It should not have been nearly as bad as that. The truth is somewhere between what Mr. Weiss describes and what my manager describes. Um, I offered to re refund uh, the amount for the oil change, and I said to be extra kind, I say, go buy a gas cap at Volvo, send me the receipt, I'll pay for the gas cap. Okay, and did you? I did. I he did. did send you a receipt? No, we talked on the phone. He said it's about $39. I said, and okay. so you, you refunded to his credit card another $39? Uh, at one time, I, re I refunded $39 for that and $30 for... The oil um, change. The oil the change. Together on one receipt. So you thought that was going to be the end of it. You that thought you goal. two had settled your dispute. I did not and ask him to sign so, it. So um, question number one, how is that not what we call in the law an accord and satisfaction, where two people settle their dispute? They're giving you something because of your complaint. That's supposed to be the end of it. So is it common that you take your car into a repair shop for one thing, and when it comes out, something else is damaged? You always leave spending more money at a, at a car shop. Well, but spending more money is one thing. But is it typical that they fix one thing and another thing breaks? No, they just take advantage of you. Okay. You just think it's fraud. You got it. Can anybody think of a, an honest reason why other things might break with a car that's 200,000 miles on it? Uh, well, 200,000 miles, there it is right there. I had a car that I had 185,000 miles, I had to get the engine changed in it, and when I got that done, they found another problem that was not even relevant at the first time. Fair enough, going inside the courtroom. Did you take it to Volvo after or before you settled it? After. Well, maybe you shouldn't settle things so quickly. So let's just assume that's good customer service. He's trying to, you know, be nice or whatever and get, keep a customer. How are you proving to me that your repairs at Volvo were their fault. When I asked you, where's all the stuff that Vo you say Volvo said, you handed me a piece of paper with typing on it. What is this? When I went in... Where did this come from? Uh, in the internet. Right. Okay. I need it from an expert to say that they did something wrong and it caused you harm. 
That is how a lawsuit works. You have the burden of proving as a plaintiff that it is more likely than not that something they did caused you to be damaged to the tune of 500 and something dollars. Yes, Why would I believe that they're changing your oil, particularly when, by the way, you're like, you know, you've got this like kind of nutty story about how they're pointing at me and laughing, so this is a prank. They did a prank, like you thought it was on purpose. And then now you're coming to me with Volvo's $543 repair for a defective pump, was it? In your 10-year-old car, and instead of just paying for it, you've actually brought a lawsuit with zero evidence that they did something other than hurt your sensibilities and make you feel uncomfortable, which the guy already gave you credit for. Okay, our work is done here. Verdict for the defendant. So the plaintiff, Mr. Weiss, is on his way out of the courtroom. That did not go so well for you, did it? No, it didn't. You just didn't have the evidence to convince the judge. Okay. feel sorry for you. How about your car? What shape's it in right now? It runs perfect. How old is it? Uh, Ten years. Just 10? And you have almost 200,000 miles on it? Yeah. You're going to keep it going for a while? It's a good car. Okay, good enough. Thank, Thank you, you very much. You yeah. too. Everybody knows. Volvo's run forever. That's what they say. Anyway, here comes Philip, the uh, defendant. What can I ask you? <laughs> I know. Just, just as we expected. Uh, there was nothing that my guys did that was, that was wrong, except provide poor customer service, which I compensated him with. Okay, well, good enough. Thank well, you very much. congratulations. Okay. You. Harvey, what you think? Okay, Doug, um, there is something that a lot of states have called the uh, Bureau of Automotive Repairs. They license repair shops, and they can mediate disputes between customers and repair shops, and they might help you get your money if you're really in the right, uh, short of going to court. That will do it for this case. Litigants for the next case on the way into the courtroom right now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the plaintiff, Stephen Corsaro. He says he rented an apartment to the defendant for three years, and one early morning at 4 a.m., he received a bizarre text saying he was leaving the country and moving out. That day, when he woke up, he went by, and the guy had already vacated. And what he left behind was a disgusting mess. Lots of damage to the walls and floors. And he's here suing for the $880.50 it cost to get the place back up to speed so he could re-rent it. This is the defendant, Kevin Blackwood. He says he's shocked and appalled the plaintiff suing him because he left no mess and no damages to the floors. He also had a month-to-month lease. He didn't violate any agreement they had, and if anyone has been wronged here, it's him because the place was infested with animal pests that lived inside the walls. Oh, and money, ha! He's accused of taking off in the middle of the night. The defendant's father countersued for $1,196.92 for money he's owed. All parties, please use your right hands. Welcome back to the People's Court. Next case in the docket, the plaintiff rented to the defendant one day without any warning. The defendant said he was leaving the country and left the apartment a mess. But the defendant says the place was like a zoo. There were so many pets and not his. It's the case of E-I-E-I-O-U-Nothing. 
Thank you, Douglas. Okay, Mr. Cassaro, you are suing your former tenant, Kevin Blackwood, for $880.50 that you say he owes you and refuses to pay. You are counterclaiming $1,196.92, Mr. Blackwood, for security deposit and some other items that we'll go into. Let's hear from you first. What's going on? Uh, the story begins is back in uh, October of 2013. I rented a cottage to Mr. Blackwood. I have a copy of the lease with a check that shows the one-month security. Okay. And the lease stipulates that he would pay the utilities. Is um, the cottage on your property? Yes. Okay. Can I have that? Okay. And what happens? So we had a great relationship for over three years. And Kevin sent me a text on November 19th of 2016 that said he thinks he outgrew the place that he wanted to discuss moving. So we talked, and I said, please give us as much notice as possible, and that by law, you needed to give us 30 days notice. That was on November 19th of 2016. And on December 1st of 2016, at 4 a.m., I received a text from Mr. Blackwood that said, I am leaving the country on December 14th. You can have the place back on December 15th. Okay. Had he paid December? No. And when I discussed this with him, he says, well, you have my security. The day after getting this text, I went over to see him, and he wasn't there. And I don't know, I had this funny feeling that I peeked in the windows, and okay. all his furnishings were gone. There was a, just a bunch of garbage and boxes. So we tried to contact him, and we called him and said we'd like to meet him there that evening. Just talk to him. About what? About him moving out. What's to talk about him moving out? He's not hes not your girlfriend. I mean, he's moving out. <laughs> so what did you want to well, talk when to him we, about? Well, when we could get into the place, because we're still going on the basis that he said we couldn't have access until the 15th. Okay. Now, this is only the second. Wait, did he say he would show up, or you just yes, announced, he did. can we? Okay. No. So then uh, we talked to him again, and then he had one excuse after another, and then we received a text after the uh, phone conversation that said, well, now I don't understand why we need to meet. You know, you could have the place back on the 14th or whatever. Okay. What are you suing for? You're suing for okay. the utilities because they came in after he left? Yes. So he, he never... didn't pay, according to you, he didn't pay utilities it... November that ran 1st, from October, October 17th to November 16th. And yeah. he also didn't pay utilities that ran from November 17th to December 10th. That's yes. what you're saying. And I probably... And do you agree that that's accurate? That's accurate, man. Okay, so that's not a debate. Yeah. But according to you, he damaged some things, and that's why you are suing him. Tell me what he yes. damaged. Three things, you say. Hardwood floors yeah. for cleaning costs and garbage removal and, and a hole in the wall. In the Talk wall. to me about those things. There was a hole in the wall. I don't know if you'd like to see the pictures. Yeah, how did the hole get there? Do you know? He claims that he heard something in the wall, so he punched a hole in the wall. Okay, and like did you, um, did he tell you he was going to do that beforehand because he was hearing critters in the walls? No. Okay, so you just kind of found it that way. Yeah. So I can see that that's rusty and kind of gross. What is this a picture of? That's the damage. Basically, um, he had a, a desk and a computer workstation set up and obviously nothing to protect the floor, so it just completely wore the floor out. And this is all the junk you left behind? Yeah. Okay, what happened? Why was everything so precipitous and in the middle of the night and all that? Well, from day one, Steve is correct. I mean, we did have a, a good relationship. Um, it's so sad you all are here then. Well, I was sort of like at the edge when I left. And the reason for that is I had some pests in the apartment that it seemed like we couldn't get rid of. And the reason why I put a hole in the wall is actually a critter around that area. And I had mentioned to Steve that I did that. I, I, I didn't just 
you know, punch a hole in the wall, actually drill the hole in the wall. And for some, and that could actually, does look jagged. He, he left from that area and moved to the other side of the house. It, apparently, his texts show that okay. he was concerned about this and bringing this to your attention. Did yeah. you ever hire a professional to come, I, uh, check the eaves, put the screen, okay. you know, bring the bait to get the Every animal to come out? I'm sorry to cut you off, ma'am. Every time I threatened to call an exterminator, guess who showed up? Doom. Always there. Why didn't you just call the exterminator? I know every time I threatened, he showed up. Don't threaten. Like, Shut your mouth and call the exterminator. You were absolutely right, but when I got on the phone, thought exterminator, he was there. I mean, it was <laughs> uh, So, do tenants typically abuse the apartment that they rent, not respect it? Not typically. Not typically? No, not everybody's out to ruin the apartment. Well, not even so much ruin, but, you know, they don't necessarily take the kind of care that they would if they owned. I like to party, and sometimes the apartment suffers from that, so. If you owned it, would it be different? Yes, definitely. Uh, well, you see, now we're getting somewhere. What do you say? Uh, <laughs> it's, like they're, it's like they're exercising their Miranda rights because we, we know what you've done. Okay, going inside the courtroom. Look, you've got a right to leave. You don't, you're not, yeah, no, 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 no. You have a right to leave. All you gotta do is give 30 days notice. Assuming that you're taking the December rent out of the thing, you have a total right to do that. That is not what security deposits are for. Tenants like to think that's what they're for because it's easier and cheaper for them to, you know, have it that way, but fine. But we don't really have to debate notice or anything else. The man wants to leave, he gets to leave, period. So now let's discuss what he's talking about in terms of damages and then we'll get to your case. According to him, you left the place a little bit dirty and there's a hole in the wall that needs to be fixed. What's all that? I don't know what that is because I cleaned the apartment before I went. So I before you left. Before I left, I well, was cleaning. Well, let's take the, a look at all these. Can things. I see what that is? Yeah. Please? This is just garbage. I did, but um, I have a. Did you leave it behind? Yes place. or no? No, I didn't leave this behind. No, I cleaned. Okay, the place. how did he get in to take those pictures then? I don't know. Well, I don't he took the pictures. You didn't give him is... those pictures. He's in there, which means that you have left by that point because he doesn't get in there until you leave, right? We know that, and we know, and you just told me you never came back after the second. No, I went in after the second, man. Oh, now you went in after the no, second? It's just my timeline is a little off. I'm, well, yeah, it's, it's uh, important. That's why I do what um, is called cross-examination. All right, hand that over. Well, so the damage the, to the hardwood floor, show him the picture specifically. The, Stop I'll talking to him. He's not ruling on the case. I am. Listen to me. Go back there and show him the pictures again. Show, um, the damage to the hardwood floors that he's showing in that picture. Talk to me about that. He says that that's where your desk was or some such thing. Yeah, that's where my, my, my desk was. So is that from just the rolling of the chair? I think so, yes. Okay, and do you have an estimate for what that will cost to buff out? Yes. Yeah, let me see it. So the garbage removal, he wants to charge you 150 and the clean. Patch and repair, hole and wall, paint wall repaired. Hardwood floor damage, $235, paid in full, $570. So what he's suing you for are, is $570 in damages plus the utilities. What about this are you fighting? Do you feel like you shouldn't have to pay it because, what is it you feel? Well, like? I feel that I had cause to- You have um, cause to just get the heck out of there or hire right. an exterminator and take it off the rent. That's what you have. Punching a hole in the wall. I didn't punch get a, rid I, of a critter. And then the garbage removal, 150. Yeah, there's a lot of boxes. I think 150 might be a little hefty but maybe that includes the cleaning. I mean, it just doesn't sound that unreasonable. What is it you're fighting? Well, I was fighting the, uh, the, the damages because I, I did not leave the place that 
Are you talking about all those boxes? Yes. You think he put I... the boxes there so he can take them out later? Well, I did. Oh, did that happen? No. What happened was he did leave a small table and a piece of computer equipment and uh, the moving dolly. So I put him in the corner, took a picture. Did he pick up this stuff? No. And I, I sent him a text that said, are you coming to pick up this stuff? It's obviously not garbage. He said he would. And that's when I received the text that said on the December 10th, and that's why I prorated the utilities to the 10th, because he sent me a text that said, I left the keys on the windowsill. So he came December back on 10th. the 10th. Yes. He and was, he didn't clean this up? He says he cleaned this up on the 10th. No. I, I was going in the apartment within that duration. Yeah, did you to, clean to this clean up? up? I did. How do you figure you'd be entitled to your security deposit back when you know that you didn't pay November utilities and that you didn't pay December rent and then because you didn't pay December utilities either? Because I did not stay the, um, the entire, entire month. So I what? You got to give month. 30 days notice. You want to leave early, leave early, but you still got to give 30 days notice. Well, I gave the no notice with the intention of staying. It's just there were times when I couldn't stay in the apartment. I should have vacated the apartment. I don't know, within the first year and a half, perhaps. Right, because it makes it hard for you to look at me and say the place was unlivable when you lived there. Do you have something for me? A pixie phone? I don't do pixie phones. Kevin, your electric last month. These are the pictures of the meter that he gave him. Do you want to text it to my phone? Not at all. Not at all. That shows that it's from there. It won't work that way. What Can't do you touch do? The screen, do? Can't it? touch a screen? Well, it won't move. <laughs> <laughs> move, darn it. It's a dinosaur. I'll say. All right, on your lawsuit against Mr. Blackwood, I find in your favor in the amount of the $880.50 on Mr. Blackwood's lawsuit against Mr. Corsaro. I am ruling zero. That is my verdict. Good luck, folks. So the plaintiff does prevail. The defendant, Mr. Blackwoods, has just come out of the courtroom. You're smiling, but I bet you're not really happy. No, I'm not, because I did not get a chance to really disclose my case. But well, you know, the judge I heard what she had to hear I to make the, the decision, decision. and that's really what it comes down to. I don't think you could have said anything. It would change your mind, you know? Oh, I think so. No? I had some stories. Well, I don't think so. <laughs> Otherwise, she would have listened. All right, sorry about or that. Perhaps. That's the way it is. All right, well, thank you. You lost. Beg your pardon. Okay, now here comes Mr. Corsaro. Sorry I had to bring this issue to court, but you okay? You got what you were seeking, right? Yes, very happy. So you should be happy. You're smiling. You too. Yes. Congratulations. Thank right. you, sir. Thank you very much. Thank you okay. very much. Harvey? Okay, you know, a lot of people think that when you put a security deposit down and you rent an apartment, the most the landlord can do when you move out is just keep the security. That's not true. The security guarantees them a certain amount if you damage the place. But if you damage it excessively or haven't paid a lot of rent, they can sue you for additional damages. Don't text and drive. The People's Court is a Ralph Edwards Stubillet production.